it's with a little bit of sadness that I have to tell you that this is our last chat with Dr. Carl Krizanicki, uh, author of 46 books. Uh, one of them is Dr. Carl's little book of climate change science, uh, because he is going to be exploring more climate change science. He's about to go to the Antarctic, or he's about to go to Antarctica. <laughs> it's, it's one of both. He's on the telephone now. Hello, Dr. Carl. Hello, Dr. Luke. Lovely to be with you. This is going to be your sixth trip to the South Pole. Well, no, not, not the South Pole. The South Pole is a different thing. And if I were to go to the... I, I want to go to the South Pole so that I could prove that the Earth rotated. Yes. Um, I mean, suppose I gave you a million bucks. I said, Luke, here's a million bucks. Prove to me that the Earth rotates with a simple experiment right here, right now. Okay. And what would I no do? No satellite photos. Yeah. No, nothing else. Just do an experiment right in front of me, right here, right now, and prove to me that the Earth rotates. And what would I do? Because I, I, some, I don't talk to them anymore, but the flat Earth people used to ring me from time to time, and uh, I just got sick of it. So if, I, if a flat Earther was to ring me and say, prove to me the Earth is round and it rotates, what would I say? Well, you say get a pendulum. It's called a Foucault pendulum, mm. F-O-U-C-A-U-L-T, Foucault pendulum. Um, and he did it in the 1800s. Now, with a pendulum, you get a nice long one, like 10, 20, 30, 40 metres drop. And then you've got a big heavy steel ball on it or something like that. Yeah. And you pull it back a couple of metres and you let it go backwards and forwards, mm -hmm. backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And because it's heavy... It'll keep on doing that for a while. Mm. And then after a while, I mean, suppose you start up, so it's going, you know, say 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, backwards and forwards. Then yeah. after a little while, you'll notice it's now running at 1 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 7 o'clock, yes. 1 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And then a little bit later, it's running at 2 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Mm. And um, this was realised to be a proof that the Earth's rotating because when you start something going, it lines itself up with the rest of the universe mm -hmm. and it ignores the local conditions on Earth. Mm -hmm. So if you started going, say, where we did it, at Sydney, the time it takes to do a complete loop from 12 o'clock all the way around to 6 o'clock, then back up to 12 o'clock again, is 24 hours divided by, and here we go into some trigonometry, the sign of how many degrees you are from the equator, which at Sydney is 34, basically it takes 36 hours. So, so eventually it, that pendulum that started yep. at 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 12, and then yep. after a while it goes 1 o'clock, 7 o'clock, then 2 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Yeah. If that was a uh, perpetual motion that could go forever without uh, gravity slowing it down. Oh, providing there's no wind resistance. And providing there's no wind resistance, would it eventually do the whole clock? Yeah. So um, at the South Pole and the North Pole, it does it in 24 hours. Yes. And then at the equator, it takes forever. Yes. Which is why at the equator, you'll never see the water go down the plug hole north or south. But at Sydney, we could see it happening, I think it was once every 36 hours. And so it's not that the um, pendulum has shifted from 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock to 1 o'clock, 7 o'clock, but rather the Earth has rotated underneath it. And so I did this about 15 years ago. I thought, oh, God, you know, I really want to do it at the South Pole because there it would do it in exactly 24 hours. Yeah. And blow me down 
some American guys did it before me. Oh, the bastards. 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 How dare they? Bastards. Bastards. But, but, and then, by the way, the, the reason it's called the Antarctic is that it's ant means opposite, and Arctic, depending on where you are, means either north or bear, as in polar bear. And so mm. the Arctic is a small amount of ice. Yes. And it's floating. It's just floating on water. Yes. And it's surrounded by all this land, you know, mm. Siberia and Canada. And when you, when you think about Siberia, I mean, in your head, think of Siberia. You've got a mental image there. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine the distance from Moscow to the very tip of Siberia, just, you know, across from America. Mm. You got That distance is greater than the distance from Moscow to the equator and to the tip of South Africa. Very well. So the Antarctic is south, opposite to Arctic. All right. Now this that's the Arctic. The Antarctic is the exact opposite of the uh, the Arctic. It's a huge amount of ice sitting on land, surrounded by a lot of water. There you go, folks. They're very opposite. There you go, folks. Dr. Carl Krusenicki is is with us, and it's our last chat for what is it? Four weeks? Uh, Five weeks. I'll be back after Easter Sunday. What are you? What are you doing there? Watching. And looking and editing. You can get arrested for that. Uh, smiling a lot too. Yes. And, and basically just entertaining people and being a part of the um, expedition, you know. And so I, 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 every day we have a little expedition talk where we worked out where we went today and when we're going to, where we're going to try and go tomorrow because it's not like a normal tourist thing where it's all set here. It depends enormously on what storms are going to come and hit you and the weather. And we've got to try and get to... Elephant Island, where Shackleton... Yeah, went. Shackleton, yeah. Yeah, and also to uh, South Georgia and maybe the Falkland Islands. And so that'll be my little holiday to get away from it all and, and practically all of the internet as well and phone calls. It's As I say, it's your sixth visit. You obviously find it fascinating. It's, it's gorgeously beautiful. So twice I've done what they call the deep Antarctic experience where you spend about a week going down, a week there, and then a week coming back. And then um, once I've done uh, the West Antarctic experience, where you go from uh, the tip of South America and you just travel one and a half days and then you come back around again. Um, And the interesting thing is that uh, in South America, there's this chain of mountains that goes all the way from the equator to the South Pole with a little gap where the ocean has come through, um, and that's called the Drake Passage. So it takes you one and a half days to get across there. Look, I want you to have a, a lovely time. There, there's a new movie about Shackleton out of the, the movies right now, but, but there are a number of movies. One is called The Endurance, and the other one that was released in 1919 is called South. But he's an amazing character, Shackleton, and um, uh, Ernest Shackleton, and, I, and maybe we should talk about him uh, one day when you get back. Yes, that sounds just lovely. Look, there's all sorts of things I wanted to talk to you about today, but look, we wish you all the best. We're going to miss you for five weeks, and uh, I hope you have fun at the Antarctic or in Antarctica. And thank you for pronouncing the C. So it's not Antarctic, no, it's, it's Antarctic. That's right, Antarctic. There's a little C there before the T. Good on you. I, no, I did that just for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>